Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Season 1, Episode 3 of TopCast, your service management podcast. Today, we're going to chat about adding value through customer centricity. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to our third episode. Last week, as promised, I said we were going international, and I am delivering on said promise. Our guest today is dialing in all the way from the UK. So uh, without further ado, here is my colleague, Tuan. So, so Tuan, I was hoping you could give us a little background on yourself, what you do uh, at TopDesk, and then maybe some interesting stories as well. So hi, everyone. My name is Tuan. I'm from uh, TopDesk UK, based in London. Uh, I'm a service management consultant uh, specializing in digital transformation, uh, customer ex- customer and user experience, and service orientation strategy as well. Just a bit about myself, I'm really into music, climbing, um, and just all around, you know, good. I love solving puzzles. So I kind of see all of this digital transformation stuff as a, as a big, big puzzle, uh, something I'd like to solve. So yeah, if we're, if we're just going to jump right into today's topic, like we usually do on this podcast, I was just hoping you could give me a, a bit of a definition or your your opinion on what customer centricity really is. Yeah, sure. So um, customer centricity is actually quite subjective uh, per organization. Um, every company, every team, every person, individual person will, will have their own interpretation of what customer centricity means to them. And I think this is okay. Um, but I think to put it simply, it's um, kind of putting your customer at the center of your strategy, your vision. So if you think about it this way, uh, it's where do you want to be and what will you do to achieve it? And the ultimate end goal should basically involve your customer at every touch point. Taking it back just to like an organization, so any organization, like you said, um, obviously customer centricity is subjective, as you already mentioned. Um, but what are some of the pitfalls like in, I guess, your role, given the nature of your role and, and how you um, uh, how you help implement TopDesk and, and our tool with or other organizations? Um, what are some of the pitfalls that, that organizations you've worked with have run into or, or that you consistently see across the people that you've worked with? So um, I would have to say the biggest, uh, the biggest pitfall there would be around communication. Uh, it's, it's so easy to uh, forget about communication and it's definitely one of the biggest roadblocks in moving forward together. It plays a huge part in whether we as a team, we as a collective understand what's going on and it's by having that communication and that sort of transparency between ourselves and our customers that really you know, allow us to build upon that relationship that we have between the two you know, by talking to our customers, understanding what it is they need, um, by centering them uh, within our strategy and our vision, do we kind of then lean more towards uh, creating value for them? Um, Because, you know, at the end of the day, they are the ones who are going to be using, you know, any organization's products or services. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're the ones who essentially um, will be living and breathing those products and services on our behalf. And so I think it's, you know, it, there's a sense of like satisfaction. Imagine, you know, um, you know you're, you're cooking, you're cooking some food for somebody or you're, you're, you've had, you're having a dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
you know, uh, I'm making, you know, uh, you know, a really, really good um, pasta dish. Uh, you know, I've worked on this recipe several times uh, and I know like the intricacies of what it is I'm adding into my recipe. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen your Instagram. I'm coming over. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, yeah, come over anytime. <laughs> um, but essentially, you know, like when, you know, if I'm inviting people around to, to have something that I've created, you know, it really makes me so happy if I see smiles on their faces just from the sheer enjoyment of enjoying that food. Right. Um, and that's kind of the same thing that I, you know, is, is that we should kind of approach customer centricity and the way that we do our products and services is, you know, by seeing people, you know, be enjoying what it is that they're using or having uh, does give us a sense of that satisfaction. So building on that as well. So I know we've talked about sort of your role and how and how you help organizations develop sort of a, a more customer centric approach if they don't necessarily have it uh, already. Um, but what what are some of the ways that like a service management tool can do that? So obviously you, you mentioned communication was like the biggest sort of pitfall we, we would say. So what, what are some ways that a tool can help with that? Yeah, so I think one of the you know service management tools in general, they all have forms of uh, communication between them, whether that is via the self-service portal, whether that's through um, the emails that you send out from the tool, or um, uh, or, or just like the, the the way that your the the people who are using um, uh, your service management tool and uh, you know solving the customers' problems. Uh, the way that they talk to um, your customers is incredibly important, and it makes such a huge difference because one you know it's really good to have a more personable experience you build that relationship with that person you know that person uh you you can trust in that person and you build that confidence that they can solve your problem so you know the service management tools do help in that sense why because you can utilize things like a really good knowledge base or faqs you know by you know by having the knowledge there available at your fingertips not only do your users who are solving problems, your service desk who are solving problems, not only do they have the knowledge at their fingertips to be able to help your customers, but if you also extend your service delivery towards a self-service portal, you can also use the portal um, to your advantage and allow your customers to grab knowledge at their fingertips as well. And I think service uh, management tools do a brilliant job of building that relationship between the customer and the service desk. Like now, especially in like the digital age we, we're, we're in, people are, you know, expecting answers to be readily available all the time. And I think for, you know, service, any service department, whether it's IT, you know, HR, whatever, um, if, if you're, if they're still kind of working in that, in that uh, approach the desk or, or sit on the phone and wait till we give you an answer, that's kind of a, it's a difficult way uh, to manage your processes, right? So I think I, I totally agree with you. The more you kind of speak on it um, with communication being the primary issue. No, it's not just that as well. It's, it's, it's how it's your transparency as well. It's uh -huh. you know, being clear in your communication uh, to your customer as well. So, I mean, just even something as simple as, you know, if you expect to have a bit of a delay in potentially an, a, you know, a new laptop um, coming uh, coming in, then, you know, that can, um, 
they're just letting your customer know that, okay, actually, if we're experiencing some delays, you might actually see this a bit later than expected. Keeping them in the loop sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Does help. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how, like how, for an organization right now specifically, like how can they um, sort of make these adjustments to become more customer centric if they're not already um, where you think they should be uh, as a service department? So I definitely believe that every service department is capable of doing it. Um, and definitely something uh, that I kind of speak to a lot of um, uh, organizations about is this idea of the golden triangle. Um, that is a fan, that is a very fancy, <laughs> fancy name. I thoroughly enjoy that name. Did you come up with that yourself? I did actually. Uh, I don't know where I got it. I kind of came up with the idea, but I know it's kind of uh, applied in other areas, but not specifically to this. And it's something that I decided to just give it a, a give it a name in a sense. I mean, I, I'm calling it the golden triangle for a reason because I feel like it applies in so many situations, even outside of a service management tool. You can literally apply this triangle to uh, so many aspects of of life, to, of professional um experiences of work and things like that so just to kind of put, delve a bit deep into what that is it's essentially three very key very important questions the first one being what are you doing you're asking yourself or your team you know what is our purpose basically like what are we trying to achieve here and this is uh, every organization has the answer to this question the second part is why are you doing it so it's exactly you know why what is the reason for us doing what it is that we are going to do why are we setting out to do this what is the ultimate aim that we're trying to achieve here but the third part of this question is the most important part and it's how are you going to do it it's, it's around that execution piece it's you know so you know what are the steps we are going to take in order to achieve what it is that we set out to do and the and you know, with with knowing the purpose of why we're doing it, it can help us really push uh, push forward with those steps uh, in order to execute what it is that we're doing. And you know, it's it, it, you can apply it to so many things. Like for example, with cooking, you know, if we're going back to the yeah. cooking topic, yeah. you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm gonna make uh, um, I'm gonna make a bowl of noodles today. Why am I doing it? Because I. I want to see people be happy and I also want to improve my cooking. And how am I going to do it? Well, I'm going to improvise uh, and just kind of play by ear and just throw in a bunch of salt here and there. <laughs> if we were to apply sort of your golden triangle um, to an organization tomorrow, let's say, um, how like how would you go about doing that? And what are, the, what are some of the first steps an organization should take to become more customer centric? So definitely one of the very first steps is around those that idea of a customer story right uh, mm -hmm. or user story it's, it's heavily used in development teams i think it's it applies in this instance it's going to your customers creating that story understanding their needs their wants their requirements what is it that is going to make their lives easier better etc that could be internal or external right and by have it, creating that story, you can then use that story as fuel to the golden triangle. So, you know, what is it that you're going to do about that story? Why are you doing this? And how exactly are you going to execute 
this story? How are you, how are you going to execute the steps to basically fulfill this user story? All right, Tuan, do you have any final thoughts for uh, for our listeners today at all? Uh, yeah, actually, I uh, I came up with a, a quote myself, uh, which I think is quite good. Uh, so we'll see how people uh, respond to it. But we become so engrossed in our day to day that we can forget what matters the most, our customers. Customer and user experiences are changing the way that we do things and possibly for the better. And I'll leave you with that thought of the day. Dash Tuan Vu. Very nice. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening again. Thank you, Tuan, for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate it, like I said. Uh, so if you tune in uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have episode four ready to go for you. And that's going to be focused on cultural change. I'm going to leave the guest a mystery because I kind of am enjoying doing that. So um, stay on the edge of your seat and tune into episode four in a couple of weeks. If you found this useful, insightful, or just plain helpful to listen to, feel free to like or comment on the episode. And if you don't, well, they're only going to get better. Social media handles and links are down below. Take it easy, everybody.